Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast. And around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Osgear the Reconstructor. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 296 of the Commander's Brew. It's me, Andy. Sean's here as well. As always. As always, just like uh, we planned it. Everything's working out. (laughs) Yeah. The plan reads as follows. Andy and Sean are there. (laughs) Show up to recording. (laughs) Talk when needed. Some days, that's that's a tall ask. Some days, that's a tall ask. You know, it's it's life is all over the place sometimes. You know, you never know, you never know what's coming your way. No, nope. uh, but here we are. We're here. We're doing it. We got another brand new deck tech for you this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you been? How's things? How I've are been things? all right. I've been all right. I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about the kids at Strixhaven School of Mages, and I started digging a little, just a touch into the the story of it. I guess that oh, like. Yeah. Like that, so what's his name? The blood demon. It's like okay, this the the made a deal with some of the the silver quill kids oh, to like tempted by Orik, and like Orik is like the buddy who. Anyway, I, I guess my takeaway is like you gotta you gotta disband silver quill. Like you like you can't let that be. <laughs> like if they if that college tried to you know, rise up a blood demon to take over the world, mm. you know, maybe kick him out of the school. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I see what you mean. I, it, it does feel little, and I know like, you know, you can debate whether or not you feel like just because this is a school and there's magic, whether or not this is, this is Harry Potter vibes, but you know, I think it's pretty undeniable to be to be honest. Uh, Strixhaven is, or Strixhaven, um, Silver Quill is the are the uh, Slytherins, and like I when I first read the Harry Potter books, oh, so there's just one of the one of the houses that the bad guys are from. It's like let's yeah. just not have that house, you know? Yeah. Let's can, not support can, that we... way of life. <laughs> let's let's get yeah. those kids who are good, and we're like, uh. You're in the bad one. Like, let's just not let's put them in a different one. Why don't we make up another one, a, f- a more fun one, and have them uh, dedicate their talents to something else? You know what? I mean, I don't know if you ever went to a school that had a dress code. But I didn't. Like, I never did. Well, I mean, there are pros and cons, but the und- unde- undebatable, irrefutable pro of a dress code is that it equalizes the students in a way where like there you know there's less like no one gets to hold their like fashion over anybody else no one else gets to like kind of have that kind of status so like you know maybe everyone can't wear 
black leather everything and make <laughs> inklings all the time. Like yeah. Maybe, maybe like every, maybe like maybe Strixhaven has a color and everyone has to wear it. Is was the fashion the problem? I, I just have to ask that question. Was it the problem with was, was is the problem their clothing? Well, I mean, if you read okay, the story, not I, me. I, I'm just you know what I mean. I, like, I didn't know the fa- I didn't read the story. I just like picked up some nuggets. Okay, all right. Uh, you, the, everyone looks like bad guys, even right? Like the, there's an edge <laughs> to them. They've have they got a bit of an edge, you know. I mean, you could say that about the Witherbloom crew as well. They've got kind of a dark look about them. Yeah. Meaning like a like a, a death kind of, you know, they're kind of obsessed with the whole death thing because they're all about growing and dying and decay and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I just think like like I just think we can never like if we ever revisit Strixhaven, there better be like or, <laughs> or you know, the coolest story would be is if they revamped everything and there's five new colleges well, there's a blue white one. Yeah. Like a, there's a red green one and there's like a black red one. Just all the ones we don't have now. There's a red green one and it's all just like boars. <laughs> it's like raisin <laughs> pigs and that's their yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but it would be it would be stealing from another part of the color pie. So they would all be about drawing cards. Oh. <laughs> Is that what Strixhaven is? Is that, is that what they did with the with the pairs? I don't pairs? think officially, but oh. but that's how that that's kind of the the running joke about how do you make black white how do you make red white yeah. seem different than other red white decks? Like make it seem like a black deck? Yeah, do 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 what black does. Uh, <laughs> give it black's abilities. Yeah, I said that for sure. Um, yeah, I <laughs> the idea that the um, uh, the gr- the gr- well, I mean, I call them the gruel, but whatever they would be called in Strixhaven are just like no shirt wearing, like like overall like yeah. pig yeah, raisin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's cool farm farm crew, like that's what the like gruel farm is. farm boars, like like they just wear overalls and they drink like I mean it, it's a it's a game that children can play, so they would drink like just ginger beers or something. They drink some kind of like home brewed juice, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that they yeah. make in their bathtubs uh, up in the hills, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they have an intense rivalry with the white blue school, which is all like just ostrich people, like just super long legs and round bodies, and just very smart beaks in the air all the time, yeah, always looking say, down on the always hill. Always saying folk. no. They just say no to everything. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we didn't get into Zorius College, because they're just too negative. They're they famous don't. for the saying of, like, you made your bed, now lie in it. It's like, man, <laughs> shut up, ostrich. Get out of here. Uh, I'm, making, I'm making my moonshine juice. Uh, so what? The still exploded. Help me out a bit. <laughs> Is it okay if I bring something to the bake sale to help raise money for Strixhaven? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bird-only bake sale. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bird. <laughs> <laughs> that's their slogan they're all I'm a bird their slogan is i'm a bird the mm. the pig folk of the gruel strixhaven who are we missing we got rakdos we need gruel we need um demir and that'd Selesnia. be a fun one 
and Selesnia. But you, it's it's interesting to think of like different things. I mean, obviously the gruel pig people is pretty gruel, but yeah, like, yeah, like what uh, what other thing would you give to something like Rakdos? Like we gave them like we gave them like insane blood clowns and, and spiky jesters. Uh, I mean, that's already not far from Prismari's identity. Like just make it a little more gothy, and you're than, sort of there. Yeah, it's less insane. And like yeah. blood obsessed Prismari. Right. But um but yeah, like what would be the Racto Strixhaven equivalent? Like you take like the whole like emotion and you add it to like are they just like super emo? Like are they are they just an emo band? The whole red black <laughs> Because it's yeah. like looking inward, like black has the like entire... a selfishness to it, so it's all about yourself. The entire Rakdos College of Strixhaven is like a like a sixty piece electronic band, yes. and everybody like plays an extra thing. Yeah, it's like craft work, but <laughs> if it was also like uh, My Chemical Romance or something, yeah, I mean, you, we can't get too far from Insane Clown Posse. There's definitely <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Insane Cloud Posse is is like man, insane the th- thing about I want to say Insane Cloud Posse would be Rakdos, but like they're not. They would get eaten alive by real Rakdos musicians. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? They're, like they want Insane Clown Posse wants to be Rakdos so bad oh, that so they're bad. just posing. But they're yeah, exactly. They're like uh they go to like a Rakdos show and they're like, Yeah, this is great. And then like they see someone get impaled by a spike and the guy's like, Yeah, and then like people are throwing pumpkins at him or whatever and then and this clown posse is like huh? Huh? the spikes um. are real and people chase them out because they got sponge or foam spikes on do you, you want to drink some fago yeah i got an orange pop <laughs> get out of here clown posse we all know how magnets Ma- work get out of here magic the gathering of the juggalos oh <laughs> <laughs> I bet you any money someone's already done that. Yeah. I bet you there's a group of jugglers somewhere who are also magic players and they've and they call their their magic knight that. It's got to be. I mean, I want to call a magic knight that anyway, <laughs> and I don't claim to be a juggalo, but I think it's hilarious. Magic the Gathering of the Juggalos, man. Listen, getting in can't get too much into the <laughs> Gathering of the Juggalos. It's we a can't. whole other thing. That'll be another podcast. It'll be another it'll podcast. Be... <laughs> we will start it up. It'll be called the Ga- Magic: The Gathering of the Jugglers. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect name for the it's podcast. Wheel of well. Fortune before and after clue. Yeah, it totally is. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's call Pat and tell him about that one. Yeah. Oh boy! Thank you for playing along with us. Thanks for having laughs with us. Uh, we do appreciate it. Thank you for listening. That's that's what a podcast is all about. The listeners. Uh, we could not do this without you. Uh, quite literally, some of you also go to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. Uh, donate financially. That is that is the, how this show gets going. The costs and the things and the softwares and the lights and stuff like that. So, muchos gracias. Thank you so much for that. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe you've given us a nice review on your podcast app of choice. That helps out. Telling a few friends is the ultimate thing to do. Maybe you, maybe you click the RTCG player link and buy singles through that. Because if you do, we get a little kickback of that. 
And if you're a Canadian listener, however, we do have the greatest deal for you. Actual money off your magic single order. Let's hear an ad from the Wizards Tower now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the Wizards Tower, wizardtower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code Brew Strixhaven to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. Cabarol pen. You may borrow a pen. All right. Um, let's get into this week's deck tech. I am excited. All right. We are talking Ozgear the Reconstructor from Commander 2021. It's um, We're back on that lore hold train because I just can't get off of it. The it, Honestly, lore hold has given me life right now. I am loving uh, Red White's new thing that they're doing um dealing with artifacts dealing with graveyards you know they're just they got a lot of cool new stuff going on and i can't get enough of it um so yeah we did um we did alibu two shows ago and this uh yeah osgear is the one on the front of the same deck but uh quite a different spin on it that's the great thing uh, and the other great thing about these these new lorehold commanders um from c21 is that they're pr- pretty different like just Truly two very different decks here. So let's start talking about it. Um, Osgear the Reconstructor. Two red, white, legendary giant artificer. 4-4 with vigilance. Very cool. Very underrated ability in commander. Uh, pay pay uh, one generic to sack an artifact and target creature you control gets plus two plus so until end of turn. Um, so that's that's kind of a more in the classic like Boros uh, rain, like vein of things. And just that it's like a... a plus to power so it's like good for attacking but um but the sacrificing an artifact part is really good there's a moth flying around my head okay uh and then the better the better part of it is it has x tap exile an artifact card with mana value x from your graveyard create two tokens that are copies of the exiled card activate only as a sorcery um man this yeah this is it right this is the thing you're getting double the value um, when you essentially cast an artifact again from your graveyard with Osgear. Now, you get tokens, of course. Um, you do get two of them, um, and then the thing is, is exiled. But, man, that is, that's that's really good. And your brain, like like right when I think a lot of us saw this card, our brains are just going, what, you know, what are we not supposed to have two of? <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, hey, what are we not supposed to have more than one of in our deck? Well, essentially, this kind of doubles up a lot of those artifacts and that's where a lot of the power from this deck comes from. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's um, oh well. Before we get into it, what we're doing here, obviously, we're getting a lot of value off of this ability. Um, Boros has a little bit of a mill thing going on in Strixhaven, which is kind of okay. funny and weird, and something that we will be using. And then we got that little again. What two cards aren't supposed to be in here? What uh, sort of combo elements can we kind of figure out? These are the things we're working with. So let's set up the scene here. Um, Sean, why don't you take these first two? Uh, just some just some real nice ways for us to uh, really abuse casting artifacts, really. Love these two. Foundry Inspector. Three generic, three two artifact creature construct. Artifact spells cost you one less to cast. Similarly, Semblance Anvil. Three generic for an artifact. 
This one imprints so that when it enters the battlefield, you may exile a non-land card from your hand. We're hoping to hit an artifact creature. That's ideal. Yeah. Because spells you cast that share a card type with the exiled card cost two less to cast. So if we hit an artifact creature, that means all our creatures and all our artifacts cost two less. But I'm happy to get an artifact in this deck if that's all I have. Absolutely. Artifact, totally fine. Artifact creature is definitely what you're aiming for. Um, anything else, I probably wouldn't wouldn't bother. I wouldn't worry about sorceries and instants and things like that. Um, but you certainly can if if it if it makes sense for you. Semblance Anvil, Semblance Anvil, is a card that I think we saw. I saw for the first time when um, on our Battle of Brews episode where Mondo was here oh, and he yeah. played in his artifact deck, and I was just like, "What is this card? Like, mm-hmm. it 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 gives you that big of a discount on on like creatures and." Artifact, if it's an artifact creature under there. Yeah, incredible card. Kind of surprised it's not in more decks, to be honest with you. Kind of surprised. Uh, happy it's not, because it's it's a, it's a an affordable card. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be very important for us. Uh, like I said, milling is going to be great. So something like Milliken, which is a bit of a classic uh, two-mana, zero-one. You can tap, put the top card of your library into your graveyard. Basically, mill a card, and you add a colorless mana. And then uh, Faithless Looting is another classic red way to, to get some cards that are in our graveyard, single red for the draw two cards and discard two cards, and that'll flash back for two in a red. Um, yeah. Filling up the graveyard, essential in this deck. I actually kind of tried to do this another way. Didn't really work out. Milling and like kind of this this kind of faithless looting style of getting things going, that's how we want to be doing it. We don't want to be messing with like discard or anything like that. Just want to fill up that graveyard. Yeah. And then um, finally, Sean, we got um, a couple of real nice, like little like cantrippy style artifacts that are going to come in handy later on when we get into the neat moves but i just wanted to kind of have them be known because they kind of serve another purpose as well yeah i mean i'm i'm interested in some stuff that's cheap that oscar can get back utility artifacts get two of them maybe start like implement of combustion is perfect it's a single mana artifact but then for red you can sack it to do one damage to a target player and when it's put in the graveyard from the battlefield draw a card uh oscar will bring two of these back eventually we can draw two more cards with it that way that's pretty decent i like that yeah the implements are specifically strong because they work really well with osgir's ability to like to boost himself or one of the other creatures we have because like they don't need to be sacrificed by their own ability anything can sacrifice this to draw the card and so yeah they're kind of in here as a little bit of card draw we can kind of recur them a little bit get that going Double them up with Osgur if we need to, but yeah, they're um, they serve they serve multiple different purposes in this deck as we will see. So yeah, that's that's kind of what we want to get going. We want to get our milling going. Obviously, we want to uh, get that graveyard nice and full, and we want to have these artifacts be as cheap as we can get them. Um, because we've got a couple of neat moves. Working on a neat move. Well, so as you can imagine, this is a powerful commander with a powerful ability. There's a lot of really cool, neat moves in this deck. So we'll try to go through these as quickly as we can. We don't want to bog it down too much, but these are some pretty cool moves here. So artifacts known for their shenanigans. Sean, why don't you take the first two and uh, see if you can piece this one together? Oh, I think I can. Sculpting (laughs) Steel, three for an artifact. You may have it enter as a copy of any artifact on the battlefield. I mean, maybe I'll make it a copy of Spine of Ishsa. Seven generic for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target permanent. And when it's put into the graveyard, when it dies, 
Yeah, I guess artifacts don't die. So like the oracles, when it is put yeah. into the graveyard from the battlefield, return it to its owner's hand. Um, if Osgir exiles it, we won't get to do that, but we'll get two more entering. But like, what if sculpting steel came as like another one and then we can bring sculpting steel out of the graveyard as a double and make two more uh spine of ish saws that's that's super fun it basically if you can get something like a semblance anvil and a foundry inspector or even two of the semblance anvils two of the foundry inspectors these things are (laughs) not hard to get going it's like if you hit one of your artifact um, like a, ch- I was gonna say cheapeners. Is that a word? No, uh, you know what I mean, me. though, right? The uh, that are gonna lessen that that mana cost. Uh, you have two of them, because because then you can sacrifice it and bring it back with Osgear, and all of a sudden now all of our artifacts are actually uh, lessened by twice that. If we can get it so that it's the three is free for um, uh, sculpting steel, like, and you have Ish- spine of Ishaw on the board. First of all, it's just good because sculpting steel can become anything. But spine of Ishtar gets crazy because that means we can sacrifice the sculpting steel with Osgear, or if we have a free sack outlet, it's just free, and then we can cast it for free because it bounces back to our hand because it's a copy of spine of Ishtar. You can Whoa. just destroy all the permanents on the battlefield if you get That's this going. That is a combo. <laughs> so three, an art, yeah, make an artifacts three cheaper. Spine of Ishtar's out sculpting steel infinity times and sack it i mean that's quite a few cards so good on you exactly. for doing it but it's, yeah the, you've cleansed the board you're just happy really to get the sculpting steel and the spine of a saw together the other things kind of they fall into place they'll they'll, they'll be great yeah. but otherwise it's still yeah great. um we also have in here a uh, coveted jewel uh the mm. six mana um, uh, mana rock it's when it enters you draw three cards you can tap it to add three mana of any one color but whenever one or more creatures and opponent controls attack you and aren't blocked, that player draws three cards and gains control of Coveted Jewel, untap it. So this is obviously a major downside. We don't ever want to let our opponents draw three cards, but this is going to make them come for us. So if we have, you know, Osgear as a sack outlet for artifacts or something like Greater Gargadon, uh, which works really well with that uh, um, previous thing as well, the nine and a red beast the nine seven however suspending it for a single red and it has the ability of sacrifice an artifact creature or land you remove a time counter from it and you can activate that only if it's suspended so you suspend the gargadon you've got like nine or ten uh times that you can sack things for free before it pops into play it doesn't free nine seven essentially um it just gets wild you know they, they want to come for us for our coveted jewel. Guess what? Sacrificed. Guess what? Gone. Made two more with Osgear on our next turn. Drew six cards, made six mana back again. You know what I mean? Like, you're just yeah. laughing. And then same thing. Sacrifice them because if uh, someone wants to come for us, they're not going to get them. If I can't play with my coveted jewel, nobody can. Exactly. This next, oh, wow. this next pair is really fun because one way you have to, you kind of have to do it this way. So check it out. So Perpetual Timepiece is a two-mana artifact that has two abilities. You can tap to put the top two cards of your library in your graveyard. Self-mill decks that want that love this card. But also, two, exile Perpetual Timepiece. Shuffle any number of target cards from your graveyard into your library. Not bad. Sometimes you want that. Um, but then also Ugin's Nexus. Five generic for a legendary artifact. If a player would begin an extra turn... 
that player skips that turn instead. Also, if Ugin's Nexus would be put into a graveyard from the battlefield, instead exile it and take an extra turn after this one. It's a legendary artifact. So if we, maybe we Sculpting Steel it, mm. we have to pick one to stay. So the Sculpting Steel will be the one that we send to the graveyard. Um, oh boy, but the other one's still on the battlefield, so it'll prevent us from taking that extra turn. That's true. So what you would have to do instead is if you if you mill it into your into your yard, you can bring it back with Osgear and get your free get your get your turn that way because it because because you can still sacrifice you can basically you can sacrifice them both or I guess one would stop the one but you'd still get the one but also just the fact that we can sacrifice artifacts mean that this is just an extra turn card. That red white yeah. is getting right. So even just playing it, yeah. but milling it into our into our yard does um, does also it does the same thing, right? So we get we get this kind of nice. uh, basically a blue card in our red white deck, and it works really well with our whole thing that we got going on. I um, like it. We also have oh yeah okay these are two cards that work really well together. We got Rings of Bright Hearth here. Uh, three mana for an artifact. Whenever you activate an ability, if it isn't a mana ability, you can pay two. If you do copy that ability, you can choose new targets for the copy. Uh, do that with Ozgear for any number of his things, uh, specifically, obviously, making a bunch of tokens. That, that's essentially a token doubler for you. Same thing with Lithoform Engine. Um, four mana, legendary artifact. Pay two, tap it. Copy target uh, activated or triggered ability you control. You can choose new targets. So there, that's the one we'll be using most often. Three tap it, you can uh, copy target instant or sorcery spell. Probably not going to do that one too often. But there's also four and tap it, copy target permanent spell you control. So you can get it on the front end. We can make two copies of something really good for an extra four. It's a lot of mana, but, you know, like maybe you played this for one mana because of our, our artifact mana reducers. And, um, and, then, and then on its way out, you can use, or when it's coming back in, rather, you can use Oz, you can use uh, the two mana to copy Osgear's ability. So you get, you can get, you can end up with a lot of <laughs> tokens of these artifacts kicking around your board, and they can be really powerful in multiples. Um, this was an excellent suggestion from the Discord, Sean. Read this card. Ooh, Fires of Invention. I'm intrigued. Three in a red for an enchantment. You can cast spells only during your turn, and you can cast no more than two spells each turn. You may cast spells with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control without paying their mana costs. So we're restricted to two spells, but we can do infinity with those two spells. So what I remember the cards I just read, right? Lithoform Engine, uh, Rings yeah. of Bright Hearth, talking about Osgear's abilities and all this sort of thing. Those are activated abilities that cost quite a bit. Like one of the things on Lithform Engine costs four. It's two, you know, it's two for each time for Osgear to copy it and so on. So if you're doing that, that's where you want your mana to be going. But you still want to be casting and, and, and you know, putting things on the board from your hand. Well, that's where Fires of Invention comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. We can be casting big artifacts. Like if we, we have what, like nine, eight, nine lands, we can still be casting two huge artifacts on our turn. Plus using all that mana for activated abilities um it's just it was when i saw it i was like this is this is brilliant this is actually going to work really well we don't particularly have a ton of stuff we want to do at instant speed um 
so like it's i think it's a total like you're happy to make that trade off when you get this card in your hand yeah um one quick combo that was pointed out also cogwork assembler three mana two three um which has the it's an artifact creature it has an ability pay seven Create a token that's a copy of target artifact. That token gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. And then a card I've always wanted to figure out how to play in Commander, and we finally did it. It's Power Stone Shard. Three mana for an artifact that taps to make a colorless mana for each artifact you control named Power Stone Shard. So the way this works with uh, Cogwork Assembler is you, you make a number of power stone shards so like we can make two with oz gear um let's just say you made two like you can get some other ones as well obviously like i just mentioned but that's good the the, the the kind of floors to make two you get two then they each tap for two so you're making four pay a little man with that cogwork assembler get another one now that taps for three if you can do that on an end step now you've got three now you untap with three power stone shards uh, because it's to the they next end each, step that they go away. Yeah. And they each tap for three. Well, then we can start making... Uh, if we can get it where we've made enough uh, copies of the Power Stone shards that they create seven or more mana, you have infinite mana. Yeah. Because you make one, it taps for eight now, boom. Uh, and it, it keeps making copies and so on and so forth. So that's a fun thing to try to get working. Um, but either card is just kind of cool on its own, right? Seven mana to make a copy... A, a, you know, admittedly is not the best deal out there. Um, but Power Stone Shard is good. I had it in a game and in one of the test games where I just made two copies of it and just having two um, worn Power Stones was totally great. Like, you know, like that was and excellent. I also love this as an option to just be like, I'll make another Spine of Ishsa. I'll just do that. Like that's, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, and we do like Zerda's in the deck so we can, we can, lower the yeah, activated yeah, yeah, ability yeah, yeah. cost there a little bit so that's fine too all right now sean this is this is the one where you're going to take us on this journey okay um, and i'll kind of i'll 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 pipe in when uh, i need to point something out but take us on this sure. take us on this long journey here so karn the great creator is a from war of the spark this is a four mana planeswalker legendary planeswalker karn five loyalty activated abilities of artifacts your opponents control can't be activated mean it's me. Listen, that that's it doesn't that's say the downside abilities. of the card. That honestly, I wish that wasn't on the card. We don't need that. Okay. But anyways, keep going. Uh, plus one until your next turn, up to one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness equal to its mana value. We see this effect a lot, like uh, creatures, artifacts becoming creatures. Um, also, minus two. You may reveal an artifact card you own from outside the game or choose a face-up artifact card you own in exile. Put that card into your hand. That one's usable yeah. because we exile things, mm-hmm. right? Like exactly. Oscar exiles things a lot. So, yeah. So another card. It's a nice little, that's a nice little ability there. Get back yeah. something from exile. So this is Toymaker. Too generic for an artifact creature. Spell Shaper. 1-1. One, one. Uh, they've got an ability one and tap discard a card target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness each equal to its mana value until end of turn okay this is karn's ability on legs right now take a look at this next card Ooh, i love this one ether flux reservoir for generic artifact this is the storm kill. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain a life for each spell you've cast this turn. We talked about 
casting sculpting steel as infinite spines of Ishsaw. If it wasn't enough to just decimate everyone's <laughs> board, we can also get infinite life that way, almost infinite, and then well, we could, and yeah. then fifty and then everybody, because yeah. we can pay fifty life to do fifty to a creature or player. <laughs> yeah. Still have yet to see someone do that to a creature. That's true. Um, I've never seen it. No, I haven't not seen it. And that. rune of sustenance, one so, in the yeah. white. Yeah. Enchant- it's an aura rune and enchants a permanent. Any permanent. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Oh, I get it. As long as enchanted permanent is a creature, it has lifelink. And if it, it's a permanent is an equipment, it has equipped creature has lifelink. Hmm. Mm. No, I don't. Oh, because we can make Aetherflux Reservoir a creature. Rune of Sustenance is, is always allowed to enchant mm-hmm. Aetherflux Reservoir. Uh, but it doesn't do anything unless it's a creature. Mm-hmm. But we make it a creature with Karner Toymaker. And then if we give 50 anybody, we get the 50 back. It will just 50 the whole thing. That's table. right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. So if you can That's like sneakily best. get up to 50 or past 50 um, and get Aetherflux Reservoir and Root of Sustenance and either of those two things, you know, you're looking pretty good. Here's the great thing, though. Aetherflux Reservoir works really well on its own because... Um, we got those those little those little cantripy guys, those little one mana, and sometimes even free artifacts that we have in this deck that are that we're going to be able to cast out a lot of the times. And we have a lot of stuff like trading posts, things like that. That we're not always Oz gearing stuff. We're not always exiling stuff from our graveyard. We can definitely bring some things back from the graveyard, pop it up to our hand, play it out, get a couple. Of, when you get two Aetherflux reservoirs, I had it several times in my in my um, testing games because we've got a couple cards I can go get it, put it in our graveyard, blah, 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 milling, whatever. Uh, getting two of them is is oh. is not hard at all to do. That's I am shocked they didn't make it legendary. Right? So you pay the... You, you, can, you can even just cast the first one. Someone might destroy it. Great. <laughs> I got two of them. Great. And it's even Great. easier. And if you can get this crazy thing where you make it a creature... And then we put on a Rune of Sustenance or Crystalline Giant is also in here. Three mana for the 3-3. Three, three. It's an artifact giant. This is the one from Ikori where at the beginning of the combat uh, on your turn, you choose a kind of counter at random. And that oh, yeah. that Crystalline Giant doesn't have on it. And whatever. It's like there's a million different ones you can Nightmare get. Nightmare in real life. This one, it's it, it was a little bit of a... I had a choice. Anyways, I'll explain in a second. So, yeah. So it gets a bunch of cool counters. Then you've got Nesting Grounds, which is a land. It taps to add colorless. You pay one and tap it, move a counter from target permanent you control onto another target permanent. Uh, activate this ability only anytime you would cast a sorcery. So if we get a lifelink counter on Crystalline Giant and we have Nesting Grounds, you can just move that lifelink counter onto Aetherflux Reservoir. It doesn't even need to be a cre- it doesn't even need to be a creature to have lifelink. Wow. <clears throat> Um, that's that's an achievement unlocked, right? There. Like it's a it's again. So here's here's here was the the debate for me personally. There's another. There's a couple other creatures, but there's one of them that like you can cycle it. You pay one on a white to cycle it to put a lifelink counter on something. It was yeah. either that or crystal and giant or maybe both. I don't know how. I didn't know how heavy I wanted to go on this pretty out there combo. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't right. sure. So I thought like Crystalline Giant is still a good creature just on its own. I'm happy to have two of these guys if I can get it with Ozgear or whatever. So I think just including that, having Nesting Grounds in the deck as a as a colorless land is fine as well. We're not giving up a lot there. Um, and who knows, may- maybe Magical Christmas Land treats us well and we can uh, <laughs> we can make it happen. Um, yeah, 
there it is. That's so we've got this kind of you know value oriented graveyard deck on the surface, and then you know once you know, if the game goes a little long, we start seeing a lot of our deck. We can pull out some some pretty wild things, uh, which is a lot wow. of fun. I'm a fan. I want to see it happen. I know. Me too. I've got the lore hold bug. I might uh, put this one together and try and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, uh, that that's that's the whole thing. That is the deck. A uh, lot of fun to play. Um, a lot of cool, neat moves. <clears throat> I got to give major shout outs to our Discord, Discord helpers. Um, as you're going to see, in, you, you know, check it out in Lost Cards, but there's some other angles we didn't go down, as we always do. But I wanted to give a big shout out to our like Bunk Steak, Lol What, Micah Eternity's Crafter, Nosrak Two, Demir Buffalo, Chiefy, Brave Sir Robin, Knackle Booper, T Coats, Mad as Men. Um, just it, it, there was a ton of people in there. If I miss you, I'm sorry. Special shout outs to um, I I I haven't seen them post in the Discord uh, before really. I, I can't remember anyways. But Sloth Bear Fifty Five came in with some with some great additions to this deck including i think uh the whole aetherflux reservoir thing at the end and it was like blew my mind really um really had some hot additions there was also like a cool little like pirates angle we took at the end which we kind of included as like a finisher as like a different finisher very cool stuff check out this deck tech um uh over on uh, tcg it's, it's it's a lot of fun put this one together and have a have a play of it i'd say um yeah well we did the discord helper thanks so let's talk about the budget report um i was pleasantly surprised that this one came in just around a hundred dollars like 110 107 whatever it was you know wherever you want to you want to look you can get the low for between like 60 and 70 again depending on on what you're doing there what cards what's which like printing of the cards you pick so that's not bad because i think this card i think this deck is 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 pretty good um some of the stuff that's more expensive, though, uh, starting with Karn, the Great Creator. This card is like um, these cards are all sub twenty. They're like this one's like I think like sixteen or eighteen dollars or something like that. As much as I love it, you could cut it. It it's kind of I really don't like that static ability on it. I really don't like um, the fact that it turns, it turns off all your opponents' mana, and people are gonna come for it. You know what I mean? So like that's why it's yeah. I don't love it. I, I I truly don't. I do love the other two abilities, though. They're so good, and they work really well with our fun, weird thing that we got going on. But you can cut it. You have yeah. my permission. You got an Aetherflux Reservoir. That's, I mean, that's 15 to 20 bucks. Yep. And uh, Lithoform Engine is up there around, like, 12 as well. I think something like that. Yeah. Um, I think Lithoform Engine is going to be one of those cards. It's a mythic. It's an artifact. It doesn't necessarily go on every deck or anything, but it's going to be one of these cards that gets over twenty dollars. There's no question about it. So, if you don't have one yet, I would suggest grabbing one. Um, yeah. Some pricey cards we didn't run because of budget purposes. I mean, number one, Anointed Procession, obviously. Oh goodness! Very good in this deck. Um, Worm Coil Engine is just an all-star in this as well. You just get numerous tokens, and then um, this is a wild one, Sean. Uh, oh crucible of worlds yeah. lands from the graveyard that one is wow that one's over 40 bucks again again i know and oof. corset unbelievable stuff but it's it's um 
obviously pricey, <laughs> didn't run it, but really good at this deck. Like Boros getting Crucible yeah. of Worlds and actually having it be good. This is a deck, this is a card I only ever see in green decks, but it's actually good in, in uh, I say Boros, I should say. I think I'm done saying Boros. I think I'm all about Lorehold these days. Yeah. Lorehold loves Crucible of Worlds, uh, especially this deck. But yeah, there it is. That's that's the deck. You know, if you want to go and you want to put a little extra money in, you can really make like Anointed Procession and Warm Coil Engine alone kind of make this deck, you know, even more uh, powerful than um, uh, than this version. But uh, but yeah, big time. A lot of fun. Um, loving these pre cons. I gotta say, I at first I kind of felt like I was a little underwhelmed by them, but but uh, no longer. I've uh, I, I like them a lot. I think they're a lot of fun. Awesome. Great stuff. Well, uh, again, check out the Lost Cards. That's going to be coming out. We'll talk about some other angles uh, coming out in a couple days. Um, Otherwise, we'll be back here next week with another Deck Deck. Check us out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.